same China, different stories. Rio's a one, one found her way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. Welcome to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. I am doing an episode this week of a solo recording, mostly because with timing and reaching out to individuals for interviews, it worked out that I needed a filler. And I know sometimes podcasts will have solo episodes. And I have to say it's a little bit awkward. But I thought a good way to also incorporate a solo episode is some additional recordings. I did voice memos related to the search process. And I know this is a question that's been asked by many people. I've asked many people and people have asked me. And I'm sure if you're an adoptee in general, you have also been asked this question about finding your birth parents. And as we go through life in general during our different stages... As we age, of course, there is the idea that this thought will change whether or not you want to search or not search. Some people are really involved in this process young age, and sometimes parents are involved, sometimes they aren't, and sometimes you have to do it on your own. Various ideas, but I thought that now that I've done these voice memos and I have this platform that I could share my ideas and my feelings in the recordings as it was happening actually it was sort of a process it was a process that I started back in March 2021 and still continuing to do now I do sense that once I put my information out there it's out there whether or not something happens is really up in the air and there that's completely okay too because there's only so much you can control and the things that I can control in this process I am happy to reflect on and the things I can't control I of course express it in the voice memos so This is probably going to be a breakdown into a couple of episodes as I am unsure how long I would really want to make these. And as the process continues, I don't know if I'll keep doing voice memos. I admit at some point I wasn't doing voice memos for a little bit because there wasn't really much happening. And I think with many things there are very busy times or long periods of a lot of excitement and then there are times when it slows down and as time passes sometimes things will happen so please enjoy more of my voice in voice memos where I recorded them sort of on the spot so they may not be as quiet and there might be other external noise thank you On way to work, thinking about the message Katie sent me in regards to her search and feeling very excited for her. Thought I would also record, considering I told her to as well. 
and beginning to think maybe I would also like to put my information out there. I feel I'm ready in the sense of nothing to lose. The thought is, am I ready to do this because to finish this recording? Yes. It was only this past weekend that was my dad's birthday and I realized my relationship has pretty much shifted with them, which caused a lot of sadness. And now I have thought about, am I doing this, wanting to do this search partially because of Katie's story? Yes, I know that's a part of it. I also know that a huge part is this is a distraction, to be honest, if we're going to record about it. This is a distraction that I would really appreciate. And it doesn't hurt to put yourself out there because I don't have anything to lose. The thought of something actually coming from it is pretty unlikely, as it always is. These are my thoughts. I thought maybe if I ever wanted to start a search, do anything related to my birth parents, because my parents are my parents, the ones I have, despite the difficulty, it would be, I would say it's nice to have a recorded documentary, uh, especially me being a podcaster. These are my trailing thoughts. It's a little bit more difficult in a solo conversation than one prompted by another, but it's not a bad thing. And I better get to work. Maybe I'll do another recording later after the day has gone. But yes, I, I definitely attribute a lot of my big discoveries to when Katie has some pretty big events. But she's also been through this process on a more in-depth level than I ever have. And she is the big driver for me even committing and starting this podcast and recording, giving it a chance. I do also know this is right around the time of all the AAPI hate and... Someone had asked me in relation to my adoption what my thoughts were. I would say it's difficult in that being adopted or just my personal experience with my parents, it's really unfortunate. But that's just for this recording. Fortunately, I can edit. <laughs> okay, that was my very first clip and I don't think I'll be doing a intro or recording in between but I thought I should add this because I forgot to mention that I usually or I was usually introducing the day in Mandarin because I've been studying and practicing so that was March 22nd and that is why I was speaking and introducing the day in Mandarin so I probably will continue to do that, but I don't think I need to do a little recording each time in between. Last evening, it was the same day.
March 22nd, and I have brought up my desire to look and put my information out there with a couple people now, and one of them is a friend who is Chinese-born and lives in the U.S., grew up in China, and she is helping me with translating the information from my papers into characters, Mandarin, for me to put out in the world, and wanted to share some information, such as... And it's funny because the tattoo I have, which I've definitely spoken about many times, has the time I'm born as well, which is noon. Handwritten by mother, most likely, or father, or somebody related to me. And I was born with a cleft palate, and I was found on October 2nd, and I brought to the Anme, well, found by police at... Number two, Rongjia Zhongdong District, Ningbo City, and the police substation of Dongsheng Jiangdong District, Ningbo City, Ningbo City. And then I was brought to the Anmei Welfare Institute after there was no sign of parents, and a guardian by the name of Sun Chung Lan. Born June 9th, 1947, was the, guess, the director of the Welfare Institute at the time. And it says that a physical exam was done November 11th, 1997. Let's see, other additional information. I live in New York currently. I was adopted at age four to Maryland. And I have two older brothers. There are photos of me... On these papers, one of them being my birth certificate, which isn't much. And also another photo consists of, let's see, birth certificate, discarded child, and the information about my parents adopting me, their birthdays, um, a physical examination, and the police report. So, yes thoughts on starting this process. Again, I do think a lot of it is a way to help me distract from the fact that my parents and I are sort of having a very rocky relationship, trying to figure out how to accommodate and work through that. And it's pretty cool to look back at these papers and also relearn about uh, details of my adoption. I did go back to this police station when I had visited. It's an emotional journey to go down this process, so I believe some of the resources that I can think of are one called Baobei Huijia, which is a Chinese website, which I've learned has a lot of domestic Chinese adoptees, but there is a section for adoptees who are overseas, And then I was sent another resource, and there are, I believe, reporters that I can also speak with and share my information. But yes, that's all I've got so far for this evening. It's been on my mind a lot recently. Even before 2020, I definitely started thinking about it, and that's why I went back. 
As far as actually finding my parents, I think the biggest intrigue for me would honestly be to see the similarities in the features. And because we all know when you go through a process such as this, there's going to be questions regardless of the outcome. And time. You have to take time. So that is this evening's Sun Sanyu. Arshasan Ru. Today is March 23rd, second day, and later on I'm going to see Katie, which is pretty exciting. I've been following along with her journey so far in this next steps and everything that's been going on recently, and I'm more and more convinced that something in the world, things in the world are definitely working to make events happen. It's quite something, but... Yes, I just finished doing a pole dance workout, which has recently been my way to cheer myself up if I'm really feeling down or sad. I also like to run, too. That usually takes a little bit more preparation. Pole is right there, and I don't have to do too much except warm up. Always warm up. Yes, I did receive a very nice comprehensive description about my adoption, Related to the material I was speaking about in last evening's recording about where I was found, what was left with me, my name, all of that material. I can already tell it's sort of a big emotional undertaking, which I expected and I'm sure many of us expect. But that alone, just gathering the information and reading the papers again was a lot more overwhelming as gathering the information and looking at it is overwhelming. However, it's sort of almost refreshing to reread all the material and see if there's anything new that I missed. I know when I went back to Ningbo back three years ago, it was really great and fascinating to see or read the material actually closer. And that's when I first learned, oh, there's a street name in this police report. My birth certificate isn't really comprehensive. It just says my birthday because the note that was left with me. It's a really interesting thought because the note that was left with me, I only found out about when I went back and it wasn't there when my parents adopted me back 20-something years ago. So sort of a wild and... Interesting way that things work in every province, every city, I'm sure, is very different in how they handle adoption, of course, amongst other policies. Yes, I'll be seeing Katie later. It'll be quite something. She told me that, so she'll hear about results in maybe a week. I'm sure I'll be doing these voice memos. I'd like to keep this consistent and possibly make something of these later on. For now, I'm still debating, but as a podcaster and somebody who really enjoys audio form versus writing or text, because it's not my strongest suit, I like this method so far. And yes, feelings about it. I'm sad. I realize there's a really good portion, I keep saying this, of me that wants to start this because I've had the, I've had the feeling, but really it's because of the dynamic shift in I'm changing, I'm growing, still growing, and will be for a while, as we all do. But the the shift is very apparent between me and my parents, and it's always been pretty 
tough between me and my brothers. I find it to be a huge motivating factor because the energy and time and emotional capacity to focus on putting your information out there or connecting with adoptee or connecting with, well, I guess adoptee groups, but also connecting to adoption search related material is big. It's a big commitment too. It's almost like, it's well, it is a hobby for some people and it's a job for others. And I think as the individual adoptee going ahead and doing that is a pretty huge commitment. And I thought had this thought, this last note that I wanted to throw out in this recording because I said it on a clubhouse meeting once, but the conversation about appearance came up and I admitted in there, and I think it's great to share here, that I sort of avoided mirrors growing up. I didn't have one in my room. There was one in the bathroom that was available to use, of course. But I, I noticed I didn't actively check out my reflection or anything. And ironically, these days present, I do enjoy my appearance. I do look in the mirror, of course, and I can admire everything related to this. I have to admit, I really enjoy modeling as for art classes, drawing, painting, sculpture, versus... Uh, I mean, I know it's a big... I've always been pretty comfortable not, I've always been pretty comfortable in my body, not necessarily, I guess, my face, my appearance for the longest time. I mean, of course, there was a period where I was not too comfortable in my body when I was a teenager, but that's puberty. (laughs) And, but definitely becoming an adult age, that's when I really became more in tune with my appearance and my body and I'm very confident with it. I appreciate all aspects of my body. This is a tangent, but it relates back because I think coming to understand what you look like, how your body is, there's a lot that leads into being able to do such a big search. I feel like knowing more about yourself, knowing about oneself, and appreciating all aspects of you is important before undertaking a big project. Yes, that's it. Project or something huge that's part of your life. And there will always be additional, there will be additional moments of insecurity. I know that with my family, that is a big insecurity I have. And it's going to take time and a lot of patience, really a lot of time and patience. Until then, I've got podcasts to listen to, not just create, but podcasts to listen to, and building a support network little by little. But that's all for this morning's recording. Late night recording, early one for the 24th reached out to some contacts that I have in my WeChat and also looked on Facebook to post about starting this search process. Found a couple of my own resources as well. Pretty overwhelming, especially considering today 
a message Katie received confirmed that the father who's looking for their daughter, the mother of the daughter, had her friend abandon the child at the railway station, which is very in line with Katie's story. So, it's a lot to confirm, but very tired, so I should probably go to sleep information out there and I've already gotten some responses such as on Facebook some groups people are definitely paying attention and unexpectedly the podcast is also getting more (laughs) presence doing this but that is not the reason I'm doing this it's definitely curiosity I think I talked about the epiphany Katie shared with me that this almost feels like a second abandonment experience with my parents okay tonight's reflection of this process gotta give it time because some people can be discouraging and that is not something I want to get lost in because I'm already lost in my own energy and thoughts about it The volunteer that was connected to Katie is actually somebody who was connected through me through another person because of the posts I made and asked immediately for me to share my DNA or find a way to have my DNA shared and I want to give it a moment before I were to agree to something like that. However, I did put my DNA in a couple of websites that I found through doing some research on the computer and that is part of the process. I think I also feel that I got double the impact. I know that having a platform to share stories and denying somebody to share their story because they annoyed me while I'm in a time that is more sensitive is really the opposite intent of what I'm doing. So, I do believe, keep it on my mind. It's going to take a lot of time. I don't have to make decisions right away. And this would be the 24th of March. So I guess Sanya and just a few days after my dad's birthday. In regards to my family, I think I am getting slowly closer to being ready to write a email detailing about feelings and putting it out there. I would say there's a lot of anger that I feel towards people and seeing some people's responses to items and stuff that isn't really their business, I mean, that's going to happen. Because, internet. But yes, that would be all for today. Here I insert a break from my voice memos.
continue with more memos. Jintian, Sanye, Arshu, March twenty fifth. Almost at what a week now. Woke up this morning with a pretty fascinating dream in relation to my parents. In the dream, my first boyfriend Mike. In the dream, got into the conversation or argument with my mom, and it felt so real and also very. It was one of those feelings when you sometimes wake up, or you forget where you are, until I open my eyes and I realize, oh, where I'm at is definitely not where my dream is happening. But that was a pretty scary feeling to think I felt like I was. I felt I was trapped. First of all, in my old room with my mom and I'm, I having this conversation, and I asked her exactly what was. Why is it that Dad is ignoring me? And in the dream, I sort of, well, I definitely addressed my, I addressed my need to try and blame other people or blame all the actions and everything that my parents have been doing. But then I got to a point where it's like, actually, no, it's me. A lot of what I'm feeling is ultimately my control, which I have been told by many people. And I realized I have made all the decisions. I've already realized this, but to confirm, I re- I know that all these decisions are ones that I made. Everything that's been happen that has happened in the past year were all decisions of my own. I didn't have any other people influencing what I did or why I did it. So that was a huge revelation for me that I didn't didn't rely on other people to form decisions that I made. And stuff leap in the whole past year with the job that I decided to take, where I moved, when I moved, and how I took care of myself because ultimately I'm living the life that I will be living with the decisions that are made. Nobody else will because it's not their life to make those decisions for on the other end of the whole starting these recordings is really for the search process, and I decided today to give myself a little bit of space. It is a lot more overwhelming, and my body is taking on that stress of trying to implement my DNA in spots, different websites, getting input from other people about searching, and I really only wanted to hear of resources, not other people's paragraphs and questions about what I'm doing because is it really helpful to project your own is it really helpful to project your own information and everything you've done with the search mostly from adoptive parents by the way to what I'm doing because again Whatever whatever happens is because I made the decision. There was also the misunderstanding and miscommunication language barrier because my Mandarin isn't at a level where I can really talk about deeper sentiments. But the volunteer, of course, that was connected to me is the same one that's been working with Katie's story. And I essentially had sent it to somebody to help me clarify what they're asking and to be fair 
it kind of sounded like, send me your DNA right away. And I wanted to take a moment and... Yes, my DNA should be available, I guess, in that local area. Yes, that's true. But I want to make sure that it's done in a way that I have the control because this is ultimately my personal story. Other people aren't invested in that way than I am. And there's not really a rush, so I'll let it simmer. That not everything has to have an immediate reaction. And to be, yeah, not everything needs to have an immediate reaction. To feel like it does is completely counter, just not productive, counterproductive. But as far as family and doing this process, taking a step back for a little bit, especially with this man sending in Katie's chat about her story and the other, I guess the other person in there. He he essentially said that I was very disagreeable about giving my DNA. And I was like, well, yeah, that's my prerogative to share and ask that you don't. But then again, that's China, I guess. They don't really have any care for privacy. I mean, government as well. But yeah, China just seems to really not have care for privacy. And I realize sometimes it's like, where do we... We sometimes direct our anger at many things. Sometimes here it feels like the narrative can be very much hate adoptive parent or strong anger towards adoptive parent, strong anger towards racism and being Asian American or anything. But I do also know there's a lot of anger towards China that doesn't get as spoken often about, I want to say, in my view and my experience. I also realize a part of my my perception is influenced because my dad, who appreciates a lot about Chinese culture and everything there, more than I would. And that definitely gives a different outlook on everything related. And at the end of the day, I, I'm very much in tune with the idea that we don't need to be grateful for China or we don't need to be grateful for our parents for everything going on because that seems it seems artificial in a sense to be grateful for people in China who are helping us to find our birth parents I definitely stand by that I don't need to feel grateful for them because that's their own decision that they want to help so yeah that would be the, the AM version of my thoughts on all of this between that dream and trying to let my body relax some um, from the stress. I gotta take a step back too from thinking so much about family and more about my roots because I am still trying to myself, figure out for myself what I need to do to figure out what I, yes, what I need to do for my own happiness and not give a shit about what other people are telling me. That's it. Evening. It is March 25th, 
and I pretty much took a whole day off from any search-related activity. I did, however, get access to the MyTaproot, which I guess is a site that requires a different DNA test and after doing the test, it actually uploads, so I guess, some databases that are available in China. But it may not be that the database or the center in Hangzhou is accepting of reports versus just, like, direct DNA. But I gave it a break today. I think I'll go ahead and put my information in that Taproot site anyway, because I guess it doesn't hurt no matter what. And, yes... Instead of doing search stuff, I did some work for Jacqueline and I also did some poll, and I was able to catch up with the Cluffs family, who I had watched a little bit briefly over the summer in July, and it was very calming and really wonderful to see them all, hear them, and chat and saw a little baby Emmy is getting bigger which is amazing she was definitely a very small baby when I was there and now she's becoming a toddler which is adorable so yeah very nice I'm glad I took a pretty solid break because it was just overwhelming March 26th. Forgot to do this morning, although it was sort of a rush to get up and get to work on time. I can tell I'm very much feeling tired from the week. And latest update is supposedly I should send my hair DNA to China for this lab which I'll look into it, but I don't exactly know what that entails and how much it'll cost. The other service that I can put my DNA is $70 because everything will always cost something. Do something about the DNA with my hair. I don't know if I'm ready to do that today. I feel like I want to give myself some time away from this because I started, but I'd like to give myself a day or so more because I already took yesterday to take a break. I've exchanged messages here and there. Tonight, I'm going to probably be interviewing for the podcast. I can say that my irritability with people and my patients is very low, and that could be for a number of reasons, but I won't go into too much detail about that at the moment. Um, yeah, it's a lot to take in. Today's a really nice day, and I didn't really want to enjoy it too much today. So, there's that. I'll see if I make any progress by this evening with the DNA.
part portion of gathering my hair because you have to pluck it out not just the hair that falls out it has to be like plucked out or something so who knows san yue march 27th i didn't do a memo last night for the 26th partially i got lost in some binge watching on netflix and i also was pretty tired so it's all good had another dream related to family i would say my subconscious is ready you're getting really ready to do something about that for my own sake of mind my own peace so we're getting there the next part i got added to a wechat group by the volunteer and there's other people in it and I tried to look up what it means but I'm asking somebody to tell me what it is to confirm what it really is kind of odd but yeah still thinking about the whole DNA with my hair I would I would say it's a valid reasoning to not just insert the DNA but well We'll take a moment there still. I didn't do much related to searching yesterday. I took a break. So I guess these are kind of becoming daily logs of feelings <laughs> versus just about search. I still feel good that I started something. Well, also because a couple of the databases, there won't be any any information available until next week or the week after. So... There's also that. Evening of March 27th. I already forgot the day, and it's been a eventful day. Running. Running. As far as anything related to search, haven't done anything. I'm glad I decided to take a few days off, honestly. And... Instead, I did do some editing for the podcast. Um, what else? Yeah, just editing for the podcast. Thinking more about my parents. So I really should consider writing something and sending that off. Because only so much you can do. It's raining today on March 28th, another day, taking it easy as usual. Last night I actually had really nice quality sleep, no crazy dreams that were unsettling, so that's a nice sign. As far as search, there isn't much to share. I think doing these little recordings is like a new way to do a diary, so it's fun. Uh, I guess feelings related to my parents, they are definitely going through the ebb and flow, and I am more leaning towards writing something, but it is a work in progress. It's going to take a little bit more time, and that is more than okay. I forgot to do recording last night, but I should have, because it was kind of a more momentous time. I actually sat down and wrote 
the letter that I int- intend to send to my parents. On another note, I did finalize the podcast episode that's going to release today. And I entered my information into the my tap route, not my DNA, but the other material description and documents. So putting it out there, still taking some time, of course. And then, yeah, I'm keeping an open mind, especially with the volunteer and people in China, because I think it's a lot of politics, which is very frustrating. Um, Somebody had said it that China would like to act as if they didn't just part with a good portion of their population, but they did, and that's what happens. Good evening. Oh, I did ask how much the DNA test costs at the Hangzhou Dean Identification Center, which is where the volunteer is at. And also, I believe, where Katie's DNA is stored, too. And it is 800 RMB, which is 100 US dollars. So, that's something to keep in mind. The MyTaproot DNA test is $70 US. And I am required to call LabCorp directly to get that and do it. It's late in the evening on a Monday. Earlier today, I did participate in a podcast discussion group, and I was able to really get into conversation about these recordings, essentially, if I should share them or what to do. And since I have a podcast platform, and this is a new area for me that maybe many of you would know as adoptees the whole search process and what you do that i could share this and this journey i do sense that there will be times where i don't do anything um also thinking in relation to even sgi which i know i mentioned before Just recently, I haven't really been interested in engaging with SGI and the aspects of chanting or going to meetings. Or Sometimes I do chant here and there, but it's not a matter of me sitting down and doing that anymore. And a huge part of staying committed to something is doing it consistently. I have found other activities to start doing more consistently, such as pole dancing and, of course, running. Running has been a consistent, too, for about four years, five years. And, of course, doing the podcast interviews and setting those up and providing something for people to listen to if they wish to. And also, this is a way that I stay sane. That's the ultimate truth. I can't deny that. But, yes. That would be tonight's recording for Sanye Arshijiohre, March 29th. Tomorrow is the second to last day of the month.
So maybe for just March I should compile these together and share it. Who knows? We'll see. Sanchu. Yeah, March 30th. I found out today that in order to do a lab core test in the state of New York, you actually have to go through legal processing, which requires you to go into a lab core facility and do the test versus an at-home kit, which is usually what is done for this specific type of situation with my taproot. And I have to get a doctor's note, essentially, in order to be able to even apply to get a kit, or not a kit, I guess go in and get it done. That was a new piece of information that I didn't know until now, and fascinating. I'm thinking with these logs that I'll do it maybe every... I'd like to still do them every day, but for compiling them together into a comprehensive recording unit. Could be monthly, could be every couple weeks, because I may not have something to say every day that would be really useful to include in any sort of recording. Yes, so now I have to go through the process in order to do the lab core test to speak with the doctor, and also it will cost a little bit more to go in person and do the test. Having this become the time that I was I've become interested in learning more about my adoption my story and the culture is very much clashing with my mom maybe if we sat down there'd be a better conversation but it seems to not be the case right now and I don't want to force it so that would be this recording today I did wake up at 7 a.m and then I went back to sleep right away woke up again at 11 so I would say my body is demanding rest that I didn't know I needed. Last day of March, and I'm doing one today in the evening versus the morning because I forgot, but update on any search material. Yesterday, I did actually spend time during the day updating my poster a little bit here and there, and then I also reached out to the Cradle of Hope Adoption Agency, which is where I was adopted through, and found out that it's, I guess, CCWA, China's Children Welfare Organization that manages adoption through China. Looked at their website, there wasn't much to really gain or offer, but the adoption agency ended up sending me uh, material or a page with links that are Facebook groups and other resources, and a couple of them I have heard of now because I started the search and asked in a group, and others were of a couple links I hadn't seen before, so I joined a couple groups and took a moment to read what is required and what they say in there. It's overwhelming to consume so much content about search. So I'm glad I'm taking a moment on that because it's overwhelming. <laughs> and then anything else related to search I did yesterday? Not too much. I found out for DNA that you have to be, I have to get a doctor's note because 
it's required in the state of New York in order to get a DNA test through LabCorp that I have to get a doctor's note or it has to be court ordered or lawyers and it's only in New York not anywhere else so that's a fun process so now I have to contact and get a primary care physician probably and then ask them about how I can get a doctor's note I guess in order to get DNA so that's going to be pushed but I expected of course some of these little things here and there and it was a surprise but it is what it is Thank you for listening to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. I enjoyed doing this solo episode, though the editing, I have to admit, was pretty challenging. In total, this was all of March, and I did actually do more recordings throughout April and until the present, and I am thinking of possibly making those into two additional parts, or maybe some, one very long episode, but we will see. Bye for now.